Hello, everybody. This is Jessica Emery, and welcome back to the Dental Diaries podcast. It's been a minute. I am back, and I am so crazy excited to have one of my friends on today, Dr. Tu Nguyen. Welcome. Hi, I am so excited to be here. It's such an honor. Oh my gosh, I am so, one, just excited to be like back at it um, with this podcast. Like I said, it's been a minute because a lot has happened in my life, um, you know, with my, my move and all. But I was just thinking this morning about you and me and when I got down here and how we connected um, another, just for all the listeners out there, another virtual Instagram <laughs> connection of sorts, really. I mean, you are someone, you are the ultimate, ultimate girl boss um, doing all of the things that we definitely, you know, have to get into. But I started following you a long time ago because of your dental practice, because it is definitely, should we put in quotes, like the pink practice right? Like this it is, cup, it's like all pink. pink. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so what, um, the, the pink, where did that come from for you? Just, you've always loved pink. Actually, I never specifically loved pink. A few years back, I was doing my rebranding for my website and such. That was in 2015, I think. And I had hired this company, uh, to uh, do my, my website and they, they thought, oh, you should rebrand uh, your logo and everything else for the website at the same time. And uh, they came up, they actually came up with the pink and asked and told me, you know, you should go with the pink because pink, because when you're, you have a dental practice and you are marketing, you are marketing to the mother, you are marketing to the one, because who's, who's booking the appointment? Who's calling for the appointments? It's the mother, it's the wife. So uh, they are the targeted audience. So that's how I came up with the pink. And I became obsessed with the pink ever since. I really loved the idea. Yes. And uh, ever since, I, um, uh, it became my color. It became my color. You know, I am a mother of three boys. And uh, so the feminine side kind of got lost uh, throughout the years. But now it's coming back. It's coming out, even though I have three boys. Oh my gosh, I love that yeah. so much. And it's such a pretty pink too. Um, and that's amazing that, I mean, it's, it's absolutely true about the um, pink, right? That speaks to yeah. women. Although I had a pink, you have probably found, and you have a brighter pink, but I had a pale pink. Um, softer pink. Softer right? pink, right? Pastel, yeah. Yes. And the stripe yeah. made it look like a, a candy store. And of course with the name and all, but we definitely had, I would say, uh, you know, at least 50% men as well that came yeah. out their wife sometimes I'd be like where where's your wife we're perfect yeah <laughs> so yeah interesting um so tell me bring me I want to I always start with kind of the the original the story so take me back to when in your life did you become interested in dentistry or know that you wanted to become a dentist I knew very early on that I wanted to become a dentist. Um, when I was uh, a kid, I had ortho treatments. 
and I was so fascinated by what they were doing. And, you know, I had all the malocclusions, all the things I was a class two crowding, you name it. I, I wore a headgear. I had a bionator then I had braces. So I really had everything in ortho that you can think of. But I was so fascinated by what they were doing, by the transformation that I actually got that it really uh, interest that that how it started my interest in dentistry. That's so fascinating because usually like I would think personally, I, I did not have braces, but I would think if I had had all of that, I'd be like, get me away. I don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> you There's know? a transformation uh, process. It was uh, that really piqued my interest in dentistry and I wanted to do what the, my orthodontist was doing. So ever since I, I had that in mind and I worked towards it. That's amazing. So you went to, now I forgot to mention you're in Canada, you're in Quebec, right? Quebec city. I'm in Montreal, Montreal. Uh, province of Quebec in Canada. I went to McGill university dental school and uh, graduated in 2003. And uh, I opened my practice in the uh, end of 2007. So I had a few years to learn the, the, the business side uh, to get experience, my skills uh, developed. And then in 2007, I decided to open my practice. That's amazing, girl. I'm a DMD 2003 as well. Oh, are you? I didn't know that about it. Yes. I went, I, I mean, no I did, idea. yeah, I did dental hygiene obviously yeah. beforehand. So like after undergrad, yeah. I went to hygiene school and I did hygiene. So I've got some years on you, but yes, I always yeah. loved how it was like DMD 2003. Yeah. <laughs> um, amazing. So you, um, when you got out of dental school, like you knew you wanted to do that, but you didn't want to specialize specifically in ortho, but you knew you could bring ortho into your practice did you also know at that time you Definitely. wanted to have your own practice I it wasn't clear I wasn't I didn't have a clear vision when I came out of school you know when you're young and you're starting you you don't really know what you're doing uh, I knew I wanted to gain experience so I knew I wanted to be an associate for the uh, for the first few years that definitely. And uh, as years went by, you know, I'm the type of person who likes to have control. And uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so that kind of personality, you know, I want to have the freedom and practice the way that I wanted to. And, uh, and the business I kind of uh, interested me, I was curious about it. So I wanted to try. Uh, so that's how it started. Yeah. And you, did you, how did you go out about your practice? Because I know that you um, own a building or you bought a building or, or did you have the space so, beforehand? Yeah, that came much later. So you, the pink practice that I have today has been uh, in business for since 2017. So when I started and I bought my first practice in 2007, it was a rundown practice. Literally, it was a very small practice. It only had one op. Uh, everything was in one room, 600 square feet. Uh, the, the front desk was there. The op chair was right nearby. It, it was uh, when I saw when when I started working there. But actually, I was replacing. Um, I was working um, because the dentist there was on a mat leave, and she was a. Uh, an acquaintance of mine and I started working there uh, just to uh, help her out with her mat leave and then she asked me oh do you do you want to uh, buy my practice because I don't want to do this anymore and I thought so and my first thought was there's so much potential in here 
So I, I decided to, to go and to dive in and I, did, I bought the clientele only, the patient base. And I decided to move to look for another location because that was definitely not it. You know, it's 600 square feet, you couldn't do anything. So I was looking for another location. I found a location that I rented. Uh, it was, uh, so I built everything from scratch from in that new location. Uh, it was, it was relatively, it, at that time for me, it was big. It was a, a big space. It was 2000 square feet and there was so much potential. I bought everything new, all new equipment. That was back in 2007, right? And, you know, I was starting, I had maybe 600 or 700 active patients. So it, it was relatively very small. Uh, it was like a startup basically. They came with you? The patients did follow they came you with, from location? Yeah, they follow me. Wow. Yeah, yeah, they did. And, uh, you know, I had to send out uh, uh, letters and email, you know, back then in 2007, there wasn't, uh, right. internet wasn't that that big, right? So I had yeah. to write letters and uh, send them out. And uh, they followed me. Of course, I lost patients, but uh, mm -hmm. I had a good patient base to start off with. And uh, I remember there was room for four ops but i only opened two at, at the beginning i was doing my own hygiene and the schedule was empty i had no patience i was praying for getting patients and such and uh, but then slowly you know with years uh, uh it, it it picked up after three to five years it picked up and um and that's when in 2017 uh, and it's, uh, my practice became too big. Uh, there was no more room for me to expand. So that's when I decided to look for another location. And uh, this building, that was the perfect opportunity. It was an old bank on two levels, two stories levels. And I bought the, I bought the building and moved a second time my practice over there. Oh, that's amazing. Another build out, moved all of the people expanded yeah. through your team as a mm -hmm. like single like I mean well girl boss I mean obviously you brought associates on to help you because it it's so yeah yeah so my my practice really boomed during those years I think to start in 2014 2015 that's when my practice really boomed uh exponentially really I went from a small team of five six team members to today I am at uh, 20 something 22 23 um, and yeah and I I have to say that what moved the needle and what really changed everything is um, leadership I became interested in leadership around 2014 around those uh, years and um, it was a whole new world and I was immersed in it. I loved it. I was all in. I learned so many things and that's what changed everything really. I love that so much. I was just going to ask you that because yeah. right in order to do that, it's such a um, the personal development side mindset. All of it is so yeah. critical. So important. It's so critical. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. To step up because right. You'd never be able to have such a, um, <laughs> an amazing practice i mean so let's also dive into the fact so then fast forward you've got this booming amazing practice that that runs i mean obviously it's super successful runs 
it's not because of the systems you have implemented and the meetings and the love you pour into your team. Um, you know, there isn't that turnover. You just, you do all of the things. Um, you then decided to take the other floor and build a specialty practice. Yeah. So how that started out is that before I moved to the bigger practice, um, at that point in my career, I knew what I liked as a dentist. I knew what I like to practice as a dentist. I'm the type of dentist who really likes basic stuff. Okay. I don't like to overcomplicate. If I get stressed out for a procedure, I don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. um, so early on, you know, I took a lot of uh, ortho courses. So I became very um, uh, skilled at ortho and I loved it. And um, I've been doing a lot of ortho and I'm a very bread. I was a very bread and butter kind of dentist, uh, you know, uh, filling and um, crown and bridges. Uh, so I love that part of dentistry. So anything about surgeries, wisdom teeth, extraction, graft, perio, implants, I didn't like any of that. So um, with the with the demand that I had with my patients, I wanted to keep everything in house. So at the beginning, I started have, hiring specialist dentists who would do uh, those treatments for me. I would I would have a dent a specialist dentist coming in at the beginning, maybe once a month, uh, and then when it started to pick up, they would come more often. They would come twice. A month. So I had a dentist that could uh, do my implants. I had a dentist who could do my wisdom teeth um, and then uh, molar endos. I, I, I just didn't want any, to know anything about molar endos. So I had an endodontist who, um, who was working with me at the practice. So they followed me when I moved to the new location. And at the beginning, when I opened at that new location, I was only, my general practice was on the upper floor, on the second level. I was trying to find uh, somebody to rent out the lower floor. It could be any business. And for a year, I could not find anybody, no prospect, nothing. So my practice was still running and uh, it was still uh, growing. And at a certain point, I I had no more room <laughs> for all my clients, all my patients and my dentists. So I said, oh, well, what the hell? I have specialist dentists. Why not open a specialist dentist clinic on yeah. the lower floor? And that's how it came about. Which so is the second practice. Yeah. Amazing. And it's, but it's yeah. not, so it's a specialty practice that anybody can refer to. It doesn't have your specific name attached, but they are the specialists that you love and you want to send your patients to, but basically anyone around exactly. you. Exactly. So, yeah. So that's what I'm working on. Uh, because it's been open for two years now. It, we just celebrated our two-year anniversary. And uh, yes, at the beginning, it was just uh, my patients who were getting the treatments, but I was looking to grow it more from getting referrals from uh, dentists in the area, from general dentists in the area. So that's what I'm working on mainly now. And it's going well. We have a good, page, a good um, dentist uh, pool that are uh, referring so on a regular basis. So incredible. And the aesthetic is like this dark green. So she's got like the pink and yeah. the green and knows all things. Like different You're vibes. You go from one floor totally. to the other, yes. totally different vibe. Yeah. Totally different vibes. I love it so much. You're so on point with like your brand and all. All right. So let's like, let's fast forward into like all of the fun stuff outside of teeth and dentistry. You have 
been like a fitness fanatic, right? For ever? <laughs> I mean, how long? Almost ago? forever. Yeah. I would recall I started training. I started going to the gym in my early adulthood when I was in dental school, early 20s. And I got hooked. I became a gym rat. I loved it. I, I, I loved how it made me feel. I wanted to grow those muscles. And I never stopped since then. Maybe I had some phases throughout my life when I maybe worked out less, you know, with becoming pregnant and having three kids and so, but it, I never, I never quit uh, training, working out. It's, it's my second passion. I know. I love that so much. So when did you discover like the online virtual workouts somewhere in the, after the gym, just because you had babies, yeah. right? So like when you started Exactly. Having- I think I discovered that after my second baby, um, th- that, you know, it was easier to stay home and uh, uh, work out from home in my basement. And I found some online programs and uh, I got hooked on that. I, I said, oh, it was so much easier to work out from home. Why not do it? You know, you could work out early in the morning or in the afternoon or in the evening when the kids are down. So I try to find the optimal time to work out. I tested different uh, times during the day. And I can say that today, I really like to work out early in the morning before everybody's up. Yes, you do. You get with us <laughs> time, 4.30? No, 4.35? What time do you get up? I, now I get up at four. At four, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you all, like she is a warrior. Princess girl boss, like, whoa. I, um, if any of you are following me, you've seen like, I typically get up early too. She is up before me, already has her post on Instagram. Like, and I know she's on the same time zone as me. So I've always tried to figure it out, but that's incredible. How do you get to bed with three young, I guess, well, I'm trying to remember back because mine are getting a little bit older now, but do they go to bed early enough that you're able to get to bed at a decent hour? What does a day in your life typically look like? So my kids are still relatively young, uh, school age, uh, elementary school, and they go to bed. I make them go to bed at 8, 8 p.m. Even if not falling asleep right away, they have to be in bed by 8 p.m. so that I can have time to wind down myself and uh, get to bed earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I get about, I would say, seven hours of sleep. Oh, that's which good. Is enough, right? That's, oh, which yeah, is that's enough. definitely enough. I could do six yeah. and I barely get that sometimes, you know, um, as I, yeah. So my routine every on weekdays is always the same. I come home from work. It's around five 30. Uh, we eat dinner early Mm -hmm. and, uh, then, you know, the kids know that it's it's a routine you eat and then you play a little bit, you, you, you shower and then they, uh, they play a little bit more and then they know they have to get to bed, which is good. Do you do anything for yourself before bed, like um, reading? Um... I I would love to, but I'm not. I'm actually reading with my kids or mm-hmm. if there's uh, homework or extra homework that they have to do that they didn't have time to do during the day, then I would do them with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I don't, I don't take enough time for myself mm-hmm. to read. I do that on the weekends. Yeah. Yeah. It- it's interesting because I, um, I was just actually thinking about that last night because I found myself watching um, like, because oh, you're, when you're a girl boss, you know, and you have a growth mindset, we just never turn off. 
So typically at night, you know, I haven't, I don't remember the last time I watched TV when someone says, you know, what's happening in the world. Like, I don't, I don't really know. It's not a good thing. Um, I need to find that app where it takes everything, (laughs) condenses it into a five minute. Yeah. 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 You know, overview, but I mean, I have books and books and books and books here for days and I really would love to read them. What we're doing, um, the dental girl gang read has obviously helped with that because I'm held accountable to get, you know, that book in so that we can do a review, which is great. And accountability, as you know, too. So we're in the same fitness um, accountability group, which is amazing. And that's actually, even though I was following you forever, how we met because you were doing it on your own, but saw like, oh, this might be fun to team up. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the, the name Smiles and Steps is like, yay, we've got a a team, yeah, you know, women in dentistry getting it done and showing up together and who doesn't want to be with other people like cheering them on so I'm actually extremely thankful to you because even though I started it and was doing it your encouragement for me and enthusiasm and you know the fact that you had been showing up and doing it for so long and like loved it really helped me I think like you know take that deep dive and you know, show up and get it done too. So yeah. So what happened is that you know it was the pandemic, and obviously I was uh, still doing my thing, uh, working out in my basement. Uh, but it was it was routine, right? And then I started in December, I think I started seeing uh, the smiles and sit up post, which I think was a new Instagram account, right? So, but I knew it was you because I was following you. Uh, and uh, you know, even though we were following each other, but we never actually talked, exchanged uh, messages uh, during all these years, that really caught my attention. That post, the, the challenge, and, and I was like, "Ooh, okay, that's uh, that's that sounds exciting. That's curious. It was really piqued my curiosity, uh-huh. and I, I kept on seeing uh, invitation to the challenge. And I was like, "Well, why not, right? Because uh, I I was." becoming a little bit bored if you want with my workout so I said okay I'll do that challenge and I'll join that group it's gonna be something new but I didn't have any expectations from joining the group at all I'm just it's just gonna be another workout another but it's gonna be with a new group of people so it's gonna change things up a little bit so that's why I decided to join and as the day of the launch of the program of the of the group was uh, coming closer, I became more and more excited because we became we started exchanging more, and uh, I decided to set myself some goals. It was the new year, so you know it, it was natural to have some uh, new goals and resolutions, and I decided to have abs. <laughs> <laughs> Because you inspired me, you talked about the abs and all, and I had given up on the idea of abs a long time ago. Uh, Never. Never give up that idea. You know, I had no problem showing up for my workouts, but it was the nutrition that I had to dial in and change that if I wanted to have abs. And uh, with that, vision and with that goal in mind I was all in and uh, with the uh, cheering and motivation of Jessica uh, I I started uh, to work towards that goal with the abs yeah it's so exciting and she she now has oh has started another Instagram following my lead (laughs) healthy fit boss go ahead over and follow her there for her journey she posts her workouts every single morning which is incredible Um, and so so good. But I, 
I find it fascinating because back to like the accountability, like leadership and, and all of that. Um, I was talking about this yesterday in one of our Facebook groups about the book Grit that we just read that was so good and how, you know, just whether or not you've got grit and you're gritty, like I certainly am, but that it's so interesting when it comes to anything in life really, but especially like the health and the fitness component that you have to, um, it really helps to set set right big kind of stretch goals and connect yeah. yourself with like-minded people that are going to encourage you to show up and push yourself to to get there so because you can have the vision and you can have a dream but it's just going to stay a dream unless you show up and you do the work that's that's right yeah and what i love actually what i love about fitness and being a girl boss and a business owner it's everything ties in together right for fitness you have goals and you work towards the goals but the reason why I decided to have the goal of getting abs it's not just a superficial and the shallow yes. it's because it's you know everybody knows that it's really hard to get abs and I thought to myself if I can have abs if I work towards that goal then I can do anything Yes. So any goal, any, any goal that I set myself for my business in life, my personal life. And I know that I can work that hard to get my abs and I can do anything. Do you know what's fascinating is when you're saying that I was just thinking, yes, that it's, it's your core. It is your core, right? Yeah. And so, and we were talking before we went live on air, we were talking about abs. We are obsessed with abs, people. <laughs> Anyone else out there? <laughs> Squat abs. Because I, and many of you know, and I've talked about the competition I've done in the past. My goal for that as well was abs. And I love that you just said it's not superficial because to me, it wasn't superficial either. It was like the core, it just strength of the discipline that it takes to to get there because you can't accomplish anything. I love that. That's brilliant because for a female in particular, it takes, that is the last thing to go. No matter how hard you work, it, it like I said, when I did that competition, it is such incredible discipline. That's the last little bit to fall, to fall off, you know, to get you there. But, but that yeah. your core is what holds everything else together. Um, but discipline in life is, is everything. And I'm sure you can speak to this as well, but what the fitness does for me, and I know for you, I believe as well is um, just, it's one, putting your oxygen mask on yourself first. So in the morning, giving yourself that time and that space, that quiet. So after you get the workout in, right, you get your body moving, your mind is on fire. It's just so good. You have a moment of silence where you can give gratitude. I know, right, you practice that um, and write it down, which is incredible. And there's such power to that. Um, but it really sets you up for success for your day as a girl boss, as a mom, as a wife, right? It runs over into all the other aspects. Um, Absolutely, yeah. So, so I was mentioning that at nighttime, I don't really have a routine. However, in the morning, it's a non-negotiable for me to have that me time and my routine. So after I get my workout done, 
then my kids are still asleep. Uh, I practice my gratitude. I write down 10 things that I'm grateful for every day. And then I set my intentions for the day, my affirmations. Um, I commit myself, I think to myself, I commit myself to whatever I want to do for the day, how I'm going to show up for the day, what I want to accomplish. And uh, I do some, sometimes if I have some time left, I do some studying on mindset and personal development, personal growth. It, it, it's really empowering to, to do that every morning. Say, how much time, I mean, I know the workouts we do are insanely amazing. We were just talking about that too. And they're only 18 minutes to half an hour a day. And they're powerful. I mean, we get our workout done. We get it on. You feel amazing. And it is, it is a game changer in our lives, right? From home, quick. Yeah quick, get it done. I mean, this is why we're so crazy passionate for all of you women in dentistry. Like we have found, we have found the magic bullet as far as I'm concerned, we have. So, um, but with that being said, so what do you, you know, typically when people are going to a gym, it's like, let's get in the car and let's drive 20 minutes to half an hour. By the time we get into the gym, the locker, and then we're, you know, on the floor, I mean, it's like two hours, you know, I get back and shower. My God, I can't believe I used to do that. So Mm -hmm. now it frees up so much time that you can then spend for other things like goodness, right? For growth, which is what you're talking about. So how much time do you, do you take? If it's half an hour for your workout, would you say you spend about half an hour on the other? Um, Or do you give yourself, what do you give yourself? Ideally, I would like to give myself one hour for all of that uh, growth mindset stuff. Uh, But I end up uh, spending in the end, maybe 30 to 45 minutes. Um, if I have more time and it's ideal, then it would be one hour because within, if I have the one hour, then I have time to the, to, to listen or watch some videos, uh, about, uh, mindset, mindset yeah. growth. Yeah. We were just talking about this too, because, um, we were talking about when I used to go to the gym and the Stairmaster and I was saying how, when I used to be on the Stairmaster too, I used to watch, mm-hmm. um, impact theory is amazing. Um, yeah. and I used to always just go, uh, just, I, I wouldn't even feel the workout cause I'd be, but I'd be like trying to do two things at once, right? Like working myself out, but working my mind as well, because it's so important to all of you out there. I hope you're listening to us in this regard, um, as women, girl bosses that have multiple things going on, moms of three, multiple businesses. Um, she also has a course online, Perio mastery course which, you know, and I have courses online too. It, and that's a lot. It's a lot of moving parts. But at the end of the day, if we did not show up for ourselves, put our oxygen, oxygen masks on, give ourselves, like I said, live in gratitude um, and have the mindset and vision, then we wouldn't be anywhere. We'd be sleepwalking through life, really. I mean, it's, it's so important that you start somewhere. And if you don't know how or where, reach out to one of us, we would be happy to like guide you because um, this is, is a skill that you learn, but it is probably one of the most important skills um, in life. One of the biggest gifts you can give to yourself for sure. Um, yeah, I love that. Yeah. And you know, we're so, when people start saying, and I think this comes with age with me, but when I hear I don't have time people, that is an excuse, right? And I always say, there is no excuse. No excuses. You work around it. You work around it. There's no excuse. It's only, the workouts are only 30 minutes a day. 
you could be watching a Netflix show for 30 minutes. It's the same thing instead of watching TV or some meaningless video on YouTube, press play on a workout video. Yeah. Right. And uh, if you just have to have that vision that you can do it, that you want to start to get healthy and fit and hold that vision in the mind, in your mind and uh, work towards it. It's, it all starts with that. You need to have, yeah, your why. If you don't have a why, like your purpose or your why. I know like for me, um, yeah, I mean, I won my mom, you know, Alzheimer's early. I, I don't want that. I had my kiddos later. You know, I want to show up. I want to be there. I have a lot to do. I want to be around. I want to be healthy for the next 50 years. And, you know, I, you have to spend enough time with yourself to really dig deep so that it does get you out of bed in the morning and it gets you moving. Um, I also personally think, you know, for my kids to see that it's so good for our kids to see us showing up for ourselves and getting healthy because then they as well want to, you know, get healthy for themselves with, you know, the sports, the fitness and, and they they, copy us, kids see us, they copy us on the weekend when I'm working out a little bit later in the morning and my kids are there, they are in the basement, they're playing, they're watching me. They, they know mommy is exercising. So it's a good role model to, to give out for your kids. Yeah. They definitely model us. And it's also, I mean, we both are morning people, but it doesn't matter where, you know, any of this that we're talking about, AKA like writing in a gratitude journal or working out can be at any time where we all have different rhythms. Um, you know, I know, like I said, I'm a morning bird, but my, my husband will do, you know, a major workout, um, (laughs) in the evening at 10 o'clock. And I'm like, how, where do you pull the the energy out of? But so wherever Mm -hmm. it is for you, wherever you feel like, you know, you, you just need to make it work and make it fit with your life. So maybe the gratitude journals before bed, right. Where you, you pour out, um, and into something, but to your point, instead of turning that TV on, like I said, somewhere along the line, I just stopped turning on the TV because I had too much to do, but too many good things to do, which is really dreaming at the end of the day. Some people call it work, but I found my passion and I love what I do so much that it's not work. I could, AKA, and I've got my hands up with, you know, work all day, every day, right? But that's when you know you're in the right zone of genius. Like you're in you're where you belong. And for a minute, if I didn't feel that, then I would pivot and move on, like I said, to the next thing. But I think, you know, for all of you out there, and, and that's really kind of the, the point here is showing up for yourself. But I, but we both, the two of us, and because this is how we met. And now we've been, like I said, working out together every day and, and inspiring each other. And we have such a positive crew around us, cheering each other on um, every day. It is amazing. It's transformational. Um, and you know, we just know the power in it in, you know, even if you're at home and you start going for a walk and getting yourself up with the fresh air or just moving your body, because especially, um, you know, in, in dentistry in particular, it's, it's, it's hardcore. It's a lot on your body and it's stressful and, and all of that. Like I said, you've got to make that little bit of time versus saying I'm too tired you just have to push that to the side and um, yeah. you get this one life and you want to move through it. And this is what I hear from a lot of dentists, female dentists, friends of mine who are not training. They see me training. They say, oh, I love what you're doing. I wish I could do like you. 
but I don't have time. I'm tired. I'm overwhelmed. It's a vicious cycle. It's because you're not working out that you don't have the energy. So at least if you try, if you try to get into that routine of working out, you'll see, you'll gain your energy back and you'll be able to tackle on your day and, and be in control of everything else. And um, yeah, so that's tough. That's tough for us dentists, female dentists, especially. Uh, we have everything to, to manage. You have a business to run, you come home, you have, a, you have your second job as a family mother. Uh, so it's, it's not easy, but at least if you try, try to incorporate the fitness <laughs> routine in your routine, you'll see everything will change. You're nice. I, I say, don't try. I say, just freaking show up and do uh, it. Yeah. Do the thing. There's 24 hours in a day. Get up an hour earlier set your alarm and yes, you're going to be tired. But when you get on the other side of, of moving your body and doing that workout, I promise you, and obviously we know, right? 30 days to a habit. So you have to show up like every day. Um, you can change your life, like change your life and your world. And, um, and like I said, we're, we're on a mission um, you know, obviously like wanted to talk to you because you are the girl boss. Like I said, just doing all of the things with your practices and, uh, your course and the fitness and, um, you know, because like I said, you're coaching now and just so many things, so many things. And you continue to show up with such, uh, PMA positive mental attitude. You are a warrior and just an amazing, amazing human being. And I'm so incredibly grateful that our paths have crossed again, the power of internet. So people, you know, it's all about the people you surround yourselves with and you choose, you choose. So, you know, choose well, and you know, you want to pick people that are in your lane that are going to support you and, um, you know, and, and keep, keep the positive rolling. And you certainly do that for me. So I'm so grateful for you, uh, Jessica. You're you're the greatest, the best cheerleader <laughs> that you can have. Yeah, and so so much fun to talk to you every time. So much energy. Oh, thank you so much. Thank I'm you. so excited to meet you and all of you. Even listening to this podcast, like I said, it, eventually it's it's. I feel so incredibly grateful for the power of of Instagram. Y'all know I'm huge fans of it. Obviously that's why I've stepped in. Um, it has really cultivated some incredible relationships for me and given us all a platform to really help one another grow. And I think it's amazing. So, so thank you so much. Tell everybody out there where they can find you. I know you've got a bunch of, uh, <laughs> um, so my Instagram handle is, uh, Dr. Tungguyen. It's D-R-E-T-H-U-N-G-U-Y-E-N. Or you can um, email me at hthu.win uh, at gmail.com. I know it's not very easy to remember. There's a lot of letters. So maybe you can uh, uh, write it down uh, for the audience, uh, Jessica. Of course. We'll put the handles. Yeah. Yep, we'll be putting the handles below. And then her, um, she just kicked off. I encouraged her to do so. Her um, IG handle healthy fit boss for her coaching because like I said she was showing up every single day and I was like those stories can't disappear you need to have them in the grid to be inspiring other women out there so you can head over follow her there as well um, always send a dm um, as well if you have any questions 
you know, about, about any of it. So thank you so, so much. I adore you. Thank you know you. that. Doing thank all you. Love you. Growing through life. Love you too. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks everybody for joining us. So excited to be Bye. back. We'll be back for a new episode um, next week. Thank you.